Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Real spoilers powered by reviewstl.com. Warning, the following film discussion will ruin the ending of any movie you haven't seen. Example, Bruce Willis is dead at the end of The Sixth Sense. See how I ruined it for you? Just like that. Here are a few more. Silent breed is people! I am the father. Get it? TalkSTL.com real spoilers. You've been warned. Broadcasting from the war room of the O'Keefe Think Tank, this is Real Spoilers episode 130. The clock now, they're racking up quick. <laughs> There's a reason. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, uh, on this episode, we will take on Steve Jobs, the movie, not the man. So, that would be weird. So, uh, I guess uh, we will begin. We will go around the table, and everyone can introduce themselves. I'm Blake Fail. I'm Joe Batisi. I'm Kevin Brackett. And I'm Tom O'Keefe. So, uh, uh, I, shameless plugs, don't forget, we're available on the iTunes. You can go there, rate and review, and subscribe. We did our show shares on the last episode, and since we record these on the same day, spoiler, inside baseball, there's no been, there's been no time for people to share them, <laughs> so that's... You don't have to sit there twice. Yeah, we're right. now. If you want to hear your name again, you're still on episode 129. <laughs> Go back one. Still there. Promise. If it. you're a librarian, Cynthia, you've been on them all. You've been on a lot. So <laughs> stop being so greedy. Yeah. Well, yeah, just, uh, so, uh, uh, so before we get into the movie, uh, um, somebody had asked uh, our thoughts on the new Star Wars trailer. Yeah, that was Michael Lively posted to our Facebook page, and he said, I hope you guys... Blake Lively's brother. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. We're super famous now. Yeah. Yeah. And he does live in California. Oh, this could be true. He said, I hope you guys comment on the new Star Wars The Force Awakens trailer and maybe do a show on your favorite Star Wars movies a week or so before The Force Awakens comes So Star, out. is that that, uh, that that droids cartoon that I hear everybody no, talking no, about? No, well, it's no, the no, one no. with it's, the Enterprise. Yeah. The Enterprise. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. That's it. Spock. Uh, I feel, like, I feel like Blake should answer this since you're the... The the, 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 Star, the Star, Wars? Star Wars guy. He is Star Wars. Yeah. I, uh, I I loved it. I mean, I've watched it about a dozen times now. I'm about as hyped as can be. I've bought three different tickets to different shows. I know Dan, I think, has done the same thing. Yeah, I think he's yep. seen it like three times in the first day. Yeah. I bought three tickets to the same showing. Just yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're one of those. I'm just, just going to stretch out across the seats. <laughs> good. I'm laid out. I'm laid down it to watch it. Yeah. Mock the nerds. Yeah. Yeah. Couldn't get in. Couldn't get in, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it looks... I, I mean, bought three tickets to Alvin and the Chipmunks. Oh, God. Uh, they uh it's very apparent that they have uh more acting skill i guess in this one like you look bet. Yeah. you look like the actors look like they actually have emotions rather than like just interacting with green screen which is a, a huge improvement yeah i'm holding my judgment until i actually see the movie because it still might be terrible you never know we got, we got burned oh. once didn't we yep three we got burned times, three, times. three times we got yeah. burned once three times does everybody <laughs> remember the phantom menace yes. trailer and how excited everybody was over that yeah, oh, like, yeah i mean all of the prequels had really great trailers 
So it's an amazing you know. thing editing can do. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But I mean, this movie, it looks like a Star Wars movie. It feels like it's going to be a Star Wars movie. And just like, it just sends chills when you see Han Solo and, and he says, you know, when he talks about Jedi yeah. and the force and he says, everything's true. Right. After, you know, what he says in the what original act, trilogy. Yeah. What I appreciate just, is oh. that they don't tell us anything. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like they're that, not, they don't give away anything. That is my favorite thing about the trailer is that I still don't know what, what the, the movie about, what the yeah. main story is. I know mm-hmm. a few little beats, but that's, they're not giving away the entire plot. Yeah. Right. Exactly. You don't, and actually they, it's kind of like Superman Batman. They don't tell you anything in either one of those trailers. Yeah. They're like, here are the characters. Now, uh, and my subscription lapsed, but would Bantha Tracks be revealing any of this? <laughs> they, they replaced Bantha Tracks with Star Wars Insiders. Back in like the mid nineties. Well, I said my subscription lapsed. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was upfront. I know what that. I said. Yeah, that's and but... they have the Jawa Trader section in the back. I think that's gone. <laughs> that's, now. How, that's how people met each other. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So if I, you like Jabba the Hutt? So there's been all kinds I'm of looking <laughs> for my own <laughs> Princess Leia. <laughs> there's been all kinds of rumors about who's who. Yeah. Well, uh, Luke Skywalker is not on the poster. They're and saying he's not in that the he's the, I've heard rumors that he's the villain. People that think he people might be. are yeah. are absolute Pecan! if they think that Luke Skywalker is Kylo Ren. It's no, no, he's been... not Kylo Ren. For no, 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 sure. no, no, no. I oh, sure. yeah, no. But no, I think it's he's. Been, the... It's been rumored for a while, but and also because there's like this like clip of J.J. Uh, Abrams talking about how cool it would be if, if from Luke ten was years a... ago. Or but whatever, yeah, I like I will be pissed if he has yeah. gone, fallen. The whole original right. trilogy is about, <laughs> is about how overcoming he, the dark side. Yeah, how and he was not. Yeah. Unlike his father, he did not make the same mistakes yeah. and did not fall to the dark side. You just basically nullify the original trilogy yeah. by making. No, I, the and I don't think. But J. maybe J. Abrams, this. But maybe this next trilogy will be the arc about him falling and why he, why he fell. I, I, I think. I, I think that is in complete contradiction to what the original story I don't think I think this is all just a mind screw I think that Luke is going to be more reclusive like an Obi-Wan he's he's going to be Obi-Wan he's he's Obi-Wan he's going to sacrifice himself to save the new heroes at some point just like Obi-Wan did for Luke it's going to happen one of those main characters has to be a kid of someone right I mean I'm thinking one of them is the child of Han Solo Leia I mean mean, John Boyega looks a lot like Luke right it's true (laughs) it's true so I think it's the boyish Sandy Blonde, yeah, with yeah. the deep, deep tan, and just yeah. So <laughs> like it's too much that's time. My, whether on Tatooine, <laughs> may, maybe maybe Kylo Ren is well, that's Luke's the son, I, and well, he's see, I've heard fallen to the dark. Kylo side. Ren. So if you know anything about the the canon that no longer exists, Han and Leia have twins. Uh, so I've heard that Kylo Ren is the boy, and oh, okay. the girl that we see is the girl. Okay, so there could be that connection. That could make sense. Yeah, yeah. it'll be but, interesting. To and see. I mean that that the the twins are out of canon at this point. But right. I think they've said if we if something works in our canon, we're gonna bring it in yeah. and make it. Yeah, legit. I don't think they're gonna bring change. Uh, I don't know. I think they don't have to be the same kids, but I just mean I like think, the, the, the idea one, of them having. Kids. I think they're one to distance. I mean, I could see them being the kids of somebody, but yeah, uh, I, I mean. There is a Skywalker in there somewhere, and yeah. I think it's Daisy Ridley's. Game. Yeah, I think yeah. you're right. I think that makes sense too. Yep. So I'll be excited to see. I, I don't. Good. I'm not sure. I've been this pumped for. I mean, like, so I I recently started a beer website, and there's all these. We do a review every day of beer, and uh, what's right, the name of the website? It's SaintBrewis.com. If you like <laughs> beer, check it out. But I, right now, I'm in the middle of tr- so beer trading is a big thing right now, and like, there's lots of rare beers that people trade. I'm trading away some of my really rare beers that I have to get beers 
that are based around Star Wars games. <laughs> like, That's cool. Also, I can do a week long of, of <laughs> beer reviews that are just Star Wars themed. Nice. That's pretty cool. But like I mean like there's like light speed ale and like weird stuff like that's that where so it's funny. got like the hyper speed like looking that's stuff. That's kind of cool. Yeah, it's, <laughs> yeah, right. On. It's it's awesome. But yeah, yeah, I mean six point five million dollars in one day on just IMAX yeah. presale. This thing and, is going to be huge. And there's less IMAX theaters than traditional theaters. Yeah. So yeah. if that tells you anything, extrapolate, carry the one. It's a crap so, load of money. <laughs> so Disney paid what <laughs> four billion for the se- for the correct? The yeah, so which I thought film. was the deal of a lifetime. Oh, but yeah. they're going to make two billion in one movie. Yeah, box office. Well, that's just that doesn't count toys. Licensing, not like okay. I can't I believe th- it sold for only I four think billion. Battle I think Battlefront alone is probably going to make half a billion or a billion yeah. on day one. Yep. Yeah, I think yeah. Lucas probably gets a cut of the merchandising. You still think he gets to, a piece I of that? I don't think believe. he sold it all away. No, I wonder. I don't think Gio, so. Who still owns two point five percent of Star Wars? Spielberg, right? Yep, because that bet. Spielberg and Lucas had a bet. Lucas came onto this uh, set of Close Encounters of the Third Kind. And said that he thought it was going to be a more successful movie than Star Wars, and Spielberg says, "I bet you it won't." And they trade it two point five percent of. They bet show. on oh, really? each other's movies. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, that's funny. That's that's some old school Hollywood right there. But like, yeah. yeah, but like I mean, that two point five percent has made Spielberg <laughs> hundreds of millions of dollars. That's yeah. why he can get away with doing a movie, not get away with, but that's why he can do Bridge of Spies, yeah. do smaller yeah. stuff. Well, and not have I think he was going to be doing okay no matter what. He would, yeah. be. correct. That's fair. Oh, that's Steve, fair. Oh, Steve and his indie movies, yeah, that in those <laughs> crazy quote, indie Steve unquote, yeah. indie movies. Oh uh, yeah, he made four of those indie, indie movies. movies. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And it all comes around. So. But I think I do think it's funny that they sold Dis- the Disney. Disney bought it. Literally, what, like forty-eight you know, hours later, they were like, "Star Wars Episode Seven, yeah, we're doing yeah. it." You know, before <laughs> we get in the movie, we should, Disney bought something else this week, which really I thought was odd. I've never known them to do this. What they bought the rights to Anastasia. Yes, a movie that's not a Disney. It, they bought the rights yeah. to a to a basically they they bought it's to a, a Fox Disney movie knockoff. that came out in like ninety seven or ninety eight. It's yeah. a total Disney knockoff, and, and they, they acquired the rights, and now she's officially a Disney. So will be a Disney princess. Isn't that, that was, interesting? That wasn't yeah. was that based on anything, or was that just a Fox yeah. property that they made up? It's completely. Um, I think Anastasia is a. It's a I thought it was a historical of, character. Yeah, it's yeah, the okay. it's the King and I character, yeah. right? Yeah. Well, no, well, I mean, it's with Rasputin. And yeah, all, oh, is it Rasputin? I thought yeah, it was the. I thought it was like the other the, version of the. She's like the the daughter of like a Russian Tsar. Or okay. Whatever. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um. Okay. But Disney I've never says, seen it. No princesses a, outside of Disney were buying them all. Yeah, and I mean, I know that it's become like it wasn't a huge. I don't think it was a huge hit at the time, but it, it is very popular. But it's gone on to yeah. become kind of a. I don't. Cult might be a little underselling it, it, but yeah. But I've just never known them to acquire no, the rights to another cartoon and pull it into, into their Disney, world. Isn't that, yeah. I think that I just is thought so that, interesting. Well, we yeah. talked. We've talked about it before. Where Disney, the, the era of the the director auteur is over, right? And Disney is becoming its own. It, it's like it's so weird. So you've got like Disney proper, and then you've got like what Pixar, Disney Animation, yeah. Marvel, Lucasfilms. So you've got all these offshoots from Disney that ostensibly operate as self-contained as, studios yeah, right. that are only there to well, did, produce one thing. Did for you Disney. see that Disney is not putting their logo in front of Star Wars? Really? Yeah, they wow. said they are not doing the. Because I, I was watching cool. when I yeah. watched that trailer, I was looking for it. I saw Lucasfilm, and then I'm like, "Where's the Disney yeah, castle? Where's they, they the- don't they don't want to take away because that opening so iconic and actually." Yeah. I mean, one of the iconic things is everyone associates the Fox fanfare with yeah. it, yeah, yeah. Sort of, and that's going to be like the, this is going to be the first movie that's missing that. And uh, but I I do like that they're not doing the Disney thing because yeah. I mean at the same time I thought it would be kind of neat. 
because so, they always customize it nowadays. Yeah. All the Disney movies customize right. it. It's not just the same castle. Yeah, they should have done like, like a Carillion black and white castle, or you know, pixelated it's the Millennium Falcon or like a tatu- like a Tatooine like it would have been cool. Disney I would have yeah. done. I would have been that, okay with or that. an X wing standing on end. Oh yeah, that would have been cool. <laughs> yeah, totally. Before we get out of this, in the trailer is a desert planet that's that's featured a lot, and a lot of people uh, during the original teasers, everyone assumed it was tat- Tatooine, and then it was revealed to be a planet called Jakku. Okay. Mm-hmm. Do you guys think it's actually tat- Tatooine still? I think it's... I you think, think it is? Just renamed? I think, it, I think, I think it's it a, probably is. I think it's a misdirection. Well, you see the the moisture evaporators and everything, yeah. and, like, hmm. the lands... They don't show any of the suns or anything, but, like... I bet you is there see a, reason a binary why they suns. Is there a reason why they wouldn't go back just to Tatooine? To, oh. like, like, to stay away from it? Like, would there be any reason to do that? No. And I, I think what happened is you see that big giant Star Destroyer that's, yeah. that's taken down. I think a big battle happened there, and something with it, with the planet happened where it came under new control, like, away from the huts or something, and it's now a renamed planet, but it's the same planet. Yeah, that'd be cool. Okay. I All think right. that, that would My be My theory is that it's Hoth, and the entire movie's about global, <laughs> global warming. <laughs> <laughs> and Al Gore is really Kylo Ren. Yeah. Yeah. That's what it is. And then Man Bear Pig is the real <laughs> menace of the, of the entire galaxy. That's pretty good. So there's so we go. our, our thoughts yeah, on the Star Wars trailer. Star Wars. Let's, uh, let's turn our eyes to uh, Steve Jobs, shall we? Where is he? Since only two of us saw it. Underground. I, but, tr- I bought a but ticket. But the other two own iPhones, right? Yeah. So we should be okay. Yeah, you're fine. <laughs> yeah, I bought a ticket to see Close it. enough. <laughs> I saw an iMac once. <laughs> yeah. I saw the original. So yeah. Yeah. that Oregon Trail, let me tell you. Yeah. <laughs> Woo! Michael Fassbender, he's okay, but he's no Ashton Kutcher. I'll tell you that. Do you, so I was, that was going to ask that before we get way into the movie. Do you think that did any damage to yeah, I think this. it would have would have needed to be popular to do any damage. But I mean, like, do you think anybody was like, "Oh, I saw a, I a saw the other movie. one." Like, I don't want to see another one. I don't think enough people saw it. To it have had a... Dermot McRoney in it, or whatever his name is. Or was so, it? Was it? Or uh, Dermot? Or was it Dylan, Dylan McDermott? McDermott or yeah. Dermot McRoney? <laughs> that still is one of my favorite <laughs> SNL sketches yeah. from the past few years. Because like, the, like, like it's I, true. Well, like, and then I, I like I asked I asked one of my black friends. I'm like, so could you tell the difference? And he's like, who? <laughs> I know one guy was on American Horror Story. That's what I can tell you. And I don't remember which one that was. So this movie is written by Aaron Sorkin. Yeah. Does it have the Aaron Sorkin? Oh Jesus Christ! Oh. This movie is like freebasing Aaron. Sorkin. <laughs> it is. It is. Like because all this it is, is, is Aaron Sorkinist Aaron Sorkin that Aaron's <laughs> ever Sorkin. Yeah. It's like I I don't even know how to describe. It is it. just Aaron Sorkin conversations and rooms. There that is, is the entire movie. That is the entire. That movie. is the movie. The movie wow. is three. Uh, essentially three scenes. I thought you were gonna say three hours. I was gonna be like, no, it's Thank two. God it's two hours. It. Felt three hours. Yeah, and I and I don't mean that as like it's a bad movie. It's just it's an exhausting movie. I thought. Do I you think that. Do you think that Steve Jobs is was was, was well. The, do you feel like your arm was trapped in a boulder and you had to cut it off with a pocket knife? <laughs> but I mean, like, I like that movie. Yeah, that was that was a weird movie. I liked it. Like that's Danny Boyle too. Yeah. Is it really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Okay. Did you um, feel like you were doing a bunch of drugs and then you had to get on a train? Did you <laughs> feel like you were being chased by zombies? Um, can we keep doing this? How many yeah. more? The sunshine? Did you feel like you <laughs> were getting <laughs> shot into the heart of the sun? <laughs> with the beach? What, can we do was one that with him? the beach? Yeah. That's, that's him. Man. But I mean, like, do you think that hi- him as a person w- was was big enough to sell a movie? You know, here... Uh, you you mean just from a business standpoint? Well, from well, a business standpoint, not. and do you think enough people would be interested in the life of Steve Jobs? I, 
well, I don't know if it's I don't know if it's a like a little too late or if it's like overdone because we've seen all these biopics and we've heard so much about him. I think it is an interesting story and in how he how he started from nothing and then battled his own company and came back. I mean, it is a very interesting. It, I mean, he's it's arguably the most famous businessman of I don't the yeah. last almost you know half half he's a the century. Most popular businessman oh, the later half of the twentieth century. <laughs> yeah. the, f- the first half, I, mean, I think you got to get the Walt Disney. Yeah, yeah, and then like you know, like before that, you know, you're like Thomas Edison, which sure. Jobs to me is basically the late 20th century's Thomas Edison. He was the guy who wasn't actually creating the Inventing ideas, it, but but he was basically the one who was credited with a lot he of was. The ideas. Well, and see, this is my problem with with the movie, and maybe this is just how it is. But like, I watched this movie. I still don't get what Steve Jobs did. And you know and, what? But I love that explanation. So there's a scene in the movie, and and really, I think all we can do is kind of pick it apart like we are now, right. because there's not that much to like go through the synopsis or yeah, whatever. Because the, the, we should probably back up and just talk about the framing sequence, yeah. how the movie is structured, because it's a little different in yeah. that it, it's essentially three three very long mm-hmm. scenes. It's one long Aaron Sorkin walk and talk. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and. Uh, it's not which an origin I, which story. I, which I usually enjoy. And it's not an each, origin story. And each scene takes place, um, you know, in the in the ten minutes before um, a launch, a product a, launch, yeah. like when he goes on stage, okay. and so okay. and so, uh, you know, apparently every important conversation he's ever had takes place <laughs> within ten, ten minutes. minutes, ten minutes. Of, uh, and, and what's yeah. really funny is uh, my wife pointed this out. She's like. The final forty-five minutes of the movie takes place in the six minutes before yeah. the product launch. <laughs> so I'm like, uh, apparently to... Steve Jobs also invented time travel. <laughs> now, to be fair, you know that last scene, and we'll get into it. But he was late. Steve Jobs was notorious for never being late. He's a technology company; doesn't want to start late. The last scene involves some family matters, not. Urkel, not Damn real. It. No, no, but uh, but and he goes, you know, and they're like, "You're gonna be late," and he's like, "I don't care." So I, I mean, care. to be I fair, been, yeah, he was late in that one, but yeah, yeah. it was, But everything did feel like I didn't have a stopwatch, but it was like you have six minutes before you go on, and then there'd be an Aaron Sorkin conversation, right? <laughs> and Aaron Sorkin, yeah. he, they're not like, "What's up?" Okay, so he's <laughs> never done anything in six minutes. <laughs> yeah, well, good yeah. for his wife. I guess. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah, I mean, we don't. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, so um, but yeah, so the opening scene is before the the launch of the original Macintosh. Okay, and so there's lots of internal strife about um about like the the Apple II, and he doesn't want to thank or mention the Apple II design team, which the Apple II is their cash cow. 70% of the company's income, I believe they said, came yeah. from the Apple II, and then everything else makes up. And the, and, wow. the, and the Macintosh is basically the exact opposite of the Apple II. What people love about the Apple II, which is that you could kind of get in and hack it and, and it had Mod all these it, ports and all, yeah, and, <coughs> excuse me, and, uh, uh, the Macintosh won't allow any of that. It's compl- it's a completely closed system. And if you know how Apple is now, and obviously that's all the Steve Jobs <laughs> yeah. influence, you cannot you cannot change things about Apple. You cannot, you know, they have their own headphone ports sometimes, oh, I mean, like, their own yeah, chargers. Yeah, proprietor they, ports, everything's soldered to the motherboard these days. Yeah, like, they don't let you, you don't. You cannot upgrade yeah. your Mac anymore, and that and so that's something that we see from the very beginning. Uh, Steve Wozniak, played by Seth Rogen, uh, and how is he? He's good. He's good. Really good. I mean, he's he doesn't have. I'm, I'm assuming he's not the Seth. He's Rogen. not Seth Rogen. He's, <laughs> no, no, no. But it, at the same time, like he's not. He has no heavy lifting no, in this no, movie. No. I mean, he's he's good, but 
it certainly was not like it wasn't a, a Seth Rogen. It wasn't a revelation yeah, that I'm oh my god, not when Jonah Hill shows up in right. Moneyball, and you're yeah. like, oh Christ, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Okay, he's really good though. But so so Seth Rogen uh, playing Steve Wozniak, and of course Fassbender as Jobs, or they they flash back to a conversation in the garage when they were making the original computer, which made them who they are, right, you know, who right. they who they became. I mean, it was all started in the garage, and. Uh, Jobs is kind of he's really angry and upset because Wozniak wants to allow the computer to be expandable. He designed a motherboard, which is like, you know, in his terms is beautiful. It's all laid out so that it's all compact. But there's like eight different expansion slots and that had never been done before. He was able to fit all these in and Jobs is like, lock it down to two. And he's like, I, I, I got this all to work with 10 and people want to add cards and remove things, whatever. And Jobs is like, nope. He's like, uh, at, at this time, might have been a modem port, you know. Or, you he know, wanted later, I think a Ethernet. modem and a printer. He wanted, yeah, modem and a printer. So they can get online and you can print. That's it. And so that's huh. a battle that Waz is like, well, then I'm not going to be releasing your nickname basis now. Well, yeah. they call, that's the, how they refer to him in the movie. He's, he's, he's the Waz. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so. And they position it as like this is the only argument that he's ever lost. Right. That, that yeah. Jobs has ever yeah. lost. Okay. And, and, and it's why the Apple II is so popular. Yeah. Because, and that, and then again, yeah, flash forward. Yeah. And, and he says something like, you know, it's it's a good thing that I won that argument. Right. Um, because he said, well, I'm not releasing this computer then, you know. And, and so it ended up being expandable. And then fast forward, the Apple II had been around for nine years, was it? And that it's making seventy yeah. percent of the company's income. It's been That's around for crazy. nine years still. It's a nine-year-old system accounting for that much sales. Wow! And people love it because you can expand it and modify it and all that. So yeah, so Steve Jobs is absolutely all about proprietary. He's all about locking it down. He doesn't want people to get into it. Uh, before the launch, the this Macintosh, and uh, this model was called the Macintosh. It kept crashing, and so he's going to his de- his hardware developer. It's a type of Apple, Joe. I know what it is. <laughs> I just want to make sure. Um, I'm and well aware. Was was this the character? Was that they've, one of the? They've retroactively changed his name to the Granny Smith because <laughs> yeah. it's, it's an old model. It's a Fuji Apple. It's an old yeah. model. Yeah, yeah, it's a Fuji. So so uh, he goes to his well, hard that's the Japanese model. Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> he goes to his hardware developer Andy, Andy. Uh, and this is Hertzfeld. Andy Hertzfeld because yeah. there's two Andys, there's, and there's a recurring joke where he always mentions Andy. Andy, and there's two of them, so he has to mention yeah. which one. And uh, stole that joke from Hot Fuzz. Oh yeah, yeah. The Andes are in Hot Fuzz. Oh, oh, yeah. okay. Maybe Hot Fuzz stole it. From yeah, Steve yeah. Maybe. Right is a nerd. It. It's yeah. true. That's true. And so they're about to go on. It, they've got, I think, 45 minutes at this point before the house fills up and they announce the Macintosh, and it keeps crashing. And he said, "It's supposed to say hello when you boot it." It's up. supposed to talk. And this okay. was after that big Super Bowl commercial, the 1984. Where, yeah, 1984. Yeah. With so it. the whole world's watching this launch because yeah, they so want to see what that commercial was about. Okay. Exactly, because okay. the commercial didn't actually show anything. Right. It was just to hype and it was great and it worked just a now, perfect trailer yeah, yeah now they want to release the computer and, and you know obviously have it be successful so it isn't going to say hello there's a one in six chance it'll say hello otherwise it keeps crashing and so he it, they go back and forth a couple different times and to see the type of person that steve jobs is and that we've kind of heard him to be i mean he was a tough guy he was not a he was a he was one of my my problems with the movie and, and I mean their, their their main character is who he is since it's a biopic like you can't really adjust it and I don't yeah. want them to but it was also part of what stops me from loving this movie is that it very early into the movie I wanted to punch Steve Jobs right in the and that never went away holy I just I I I hate the dude. Yeah. I don't like him at all. I think he's an asshole. 
I think he's I think he's a lousy manager who got lucky, quite frankly. Yeah. I think I think that like that the scene with with Hertzfeld where the, you know, I felt like it was supposed to be this show what a great manager he was. And all I could think of is he was a horrible manager. Right. He wasn't solving a problem. He was throwing a temper tantrum. Yeah. Because all he did was say to Andy over and over again, you have to fix it. Just fix it. Like, that doesn't make you a good manager. You can't. You of can't, course he knows he has to fix it. Yeah. Like, you can't <laughs> just say, you have to float. Like, it doesn't matter. If <laughs> Go. It, it can't. You, you can scream that all you want, but it doesn't make you a good manager. Right. And I'm like, and I know. Hey, that guys, you have to make this entertaining. Yeah. <laughs> Managed. Yeah, like, Boom. Right. That doesn't make you Alfred Hitchcock. Right. <laughs> like, that's. And, and I just, I'm like watching this, and the more watching, the deeper we got in this movie, the more, the more I was like, I, I think Steve Jobs was a con artist. Yeah. I don't think he was good at anything except convincing people he was good at things. He was a marketer. Yeah. He, he and was, I say that as a marketer. <laughs> like that's what I do for a living. It's what it says on my business card. And like and I just I'm watching this and and again, I know that I'm watching a version of this that that Hollywood created. So right. so maybe in real life that's not true. I haven't read the the Jobs autobiography, but based on this movie I think Steve Jobs was a con artist who got lucky and has, and the only skill set he has is convincing people that he has skill sets. Yeah. That's I think uh, that's a very interesting idea. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he's a poster child for the Dunning Kruger effect. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. I, in my opinion, Bob Kane is the same way. Bob Kane. That's a very, I, think, I mean, that's a, that's I think a Bob, very good, Bob Kane uh, con everybody. History is littered with people. Like I was talking about Thomas, Thomas Edison earlier. Yeah. Right? yeah. 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 Thomas, yeah. Thomas Edison. Like gets credit for for inventing all this stuff, but most, most of, it of it was Tesla. Th- right. Yeah, <laughs> well, Tesla and other and lots of other scientists that he just basically bought their or he employed them, and then he would screw them over later on money, right. yeah. just like Steve Jobs did with Wozniak. And, oh, yeah. Bob Kane, Bob, the guy that created Batman. Everything you know about Batman it's was Bill not Finger. was Bill Finger. Yeah. It's not Bob Kane. Yeah, and only until this year. Did they come to an agreement with the Bill Finger they're family? Gonna they're going to put his name on put his name on Batman versus Superman. Yeah. They're going to put his name on. Oh, that's so cool. They finally um, did that. But cool. yeah, never thought they would do that. He's finally going to get the credit. They, cool. His family was here two years ago. Yeah, Comic Con to just to spread the word. Yeah. And it's, if you look, like he created Robin, he created the Batcave, he created the Batmobile, Commissioner oh, Gordon, then like the Every, Riddler, the look, they do the like, Joker because that was pretty early. I don't in. know because that was James, but yeah, that was somebody else. I don't think it was Joker, but Riddler, I believe, Jerry Robinson. Okay, he was responsible for so many villains, yeah. and yeah, Batcave, Batmobile, and if you, like all. If this. you look at anything that was on a bat that was Batman related, it said Batman created by Bob Kane. Right. Yeah, Never which he was. Finger. I mean, Batman the character was the name that, Batman. That yeah, looked, that looked nothing like Batman. No, he was and he, blonde, red suit. He had yeah. like a red suit. He had like a dim- oh. a domino mask. But like, and yeah, I and I get it though. Like, if you own a property, if you create it and you hire people. I get that it is still yours and you created it, but the fact that Bill Finger never got credit is what the sad never, part is. Never, until I mean, just he, recently. he was an employee. It's not like he could own it, but to not put him on anything is wrong because he was so yeah, responsible. Exactly, but and, I, and it sounds like job job. I think that's been, a great comparison. Yeah, yeah. But, but yeah, I just I didn't I I I don't like the guy, and so it was really hard. It was really difficult, even though it was well written. It was really difficult to spend two hours uh, with right. the guy. See, I, I, I've never gotten the Jobs worship. Neither have I. I mean, yeah. I guess I understand that he's the he's the leader of this ginormous company. Like, I get that. Yeah, but like, I don't see the draw. I, I, like, I don't. I think walked he's away very... from this movie thinking he's a perfect example of a guy who failed upwards. Yeah, and then he got like John Peters, and he got really <laughs> lucky at the exact right moment in time with the iMac. Yeah, a lot That's, of it. Yeah, yeah, I think you're definitely absolutely right. a lot of it. Um, you know, I. 
I didn't have exactly the same feeling. I mean, I've always heard that Steve Jobs was kind of a jerk. And I mean, even before he passed away, I heard it, you know, watching the Jobs movie with Kutcher showed it, you know, this one, I didn't, I didn't read all this book, but I mean, that's how he was. But, you know, whatever he did, I mean, I don't, I don't think it was completely luck. Like all these things and the way he was, he, he wasn't a people person and he was a jerk, but he did get stuff done. And I think he did revolutionize things. He, he didn't, he didn't solder the motherboards but he told people what to solder or what to do and they soldered the boards and made these inventions and i i think he was great at marketing and ideas well then the, the he just didn't know how to get them done well right. then the problem is is that the movie never really shows you that no and it doesn't you, you the never movie is more just yeah. yeah the movie is not about that the big picture ideas and everything but you know he he was responsible for the iMac and the iPod. He didn't build those things, but yeah. he, you know, he was responsible for the company yeah. making these devices it, and revolutionizing. But at things. no point in the movie do you see him work. No, 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 you, you don't. I mean? You and don't. So, He's just running around, so running his mouth. All you hear is what a genius and visionary is, right. but you never actually see him do anything genius, and you, you never see no. him say anything visionary. Yeah. And if, from a work standpoint, right. So do, this you, movie, do you think he was? I guess does the movie make it feel like he was maybe more of the the mouthpiece of Apple rather than yeah. the creator. Yeah. Like, does oh, that for make, sure. Yeah. Okay. yeah he, totally. he is the, um, like the face of the, the company he's, he's rather than hype man. Right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. For, for sure. Yeah. That is what this movie is about. Yeah. But you know, I thought it was, I mean, extremely well written. So like the yeah. Ashton Kutcher movie, did anyone see that? No. Okay. Did you? I, yeah, yeah I, saw it. Oh. I enjoyed it. I think people gave him way more crap than he deserves. Was it as no, well? He deserves it. I mean, you didn't see it. I just mean mean in life. Yeah, maybe in life. But, like, that movie was entertaining. I thought Ashton Kutcher, the way he carried his body, his mannerisms, the way he talked, the way he looked, like... I, I think he went. Oh, I think he kind of chewed the scenery a bit. I a think little he, bit. He but, like it was obvious he was doing an impression rather. It right. Look natural. Really. Like, yeah. I I I thought it was an interesting story. It was more entertaining than this one. You know, it was more of a more. I didn't a, think it was a terrible movie. Yeah. I didn't think Ashton Kutcher was very good. In yeah. It, but I thought the rest of the movie was okay. Yeah, I thought the movie was pretty entertaining, pretty informational. Um, but by no means like when you see an Aaron Sorkin written movie, like it had no dialogue like this one. So I, right. I really thought the writing was top notch. Yeah, this one. I, I thought it was well written. Yeah, I think it the also, conversations were extremely interesting, and especially about Jobs' family life and yeah. his daughter that he wouldn't admit was his daughter. Like those conversations. Yeah, yeah. No, he was kind of a sucker. Yeah, he, like, he he had. How come everybody gets court- to cuss on this show except me? <laughs> like I haven't said one word yet. Everybody else gets the okay. Go ahead and cuss, mother Okay, okay. Yeah. so so no, he had equitable. So there's a woman that had a child that he slept with that they broke up or whatever, and then a, a court did a paternity test, and there was what a ninety a ninety four percent chance. It was a ninety four percent chance accurate. And that keep it was in mind, Steve this John. predates DNA. Right, yeah. right. So ninety four percent chance that he is the father of this child, and he denied it adamantly, saying that oh well, that six percent accounted for it could be. 28% of the men in America could be the father. He like came up with a crazy calculation and convinced himself, even though he knew it, and I think he obviously admitted it later on, but he convinced himself he was not this girl's father, and he was and worth he, $500 million, and the the girlfriend, baby mama, whatever, they're living on welfare. And that's he, he was paying them. He was awful. paying them 300 a month. Because that's what the court ordered. The court 300 a month, and he's yeah. worth $500 million, and they're on welfare. What a piece of garbage. And so that's what they show in this movie, and these conversation that's what i get now (laughs) (laughs) and that's for two kids so 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 you have these conversations so you're in crunch time he's about to announce this new macintosh and he's got 45 minutes the machine isn't working right you know so he's talking to uh 
Kate Winslet plays his like advisor, his right hand man who's responsible for all his scheduling and whatever. You know, he's she's the main assistant. So he's talking to her. She's like, well, you've got the ex-girlfriend and Lisa, the daughter, in the are, hallway. are in the hallway. He's having Andy come in to talk to him about the, the board and getting this uh, computer to talk and say hello. Um, you know, and all this is going on simultaneously, and he's juggling it all. And it is in intense conversations. Like, I thought it was just fascinating. I was, I I was do, in this movie. I do think very few writers are able to... Uh, write dialogue the way Sorkin does and we all know that but what I mean is like he's able to tell to weave a story yeah. with so many different people and with so many balls in the air so and much keep, is and going keep on. everything you know, and somehow contained. And, and be very clever and I think yeah. sometimes that can be a downfall that he can get a little too clever I think sometimes the kid spoke in a way that even for a really smart kid I don't think a kid would ever speak right um, I think that worked well in the social network because yeah. they were all kind of that quick talking sure smart kids like and that made sense to this me. Kid's six yeah this kid, not, that doesn't yeah. Make yeah. Sense to me. <laughs> yeah. right and and I think the other problems we're gonna runs into sometimes is that if the stakes aren't high enough his dialogue seems overblown oh, so see. like that like that was one of the problems with studio 60 on the sunset strip is that he was, was that him yeah oh i didn't oh, know yeah. that yeah okay and it was still written like it was the west wing and it wasn't that the dialogue wasn't good it was that for that setting it, it was just that for that setting it's like we're talking about sketch comedy did that people. go was that a, a single season show it only went for a season okay. yeah and and it was just fascinating to watch it implode i watched every episode and it wasn't good it was it was maddening who was the was who mad- start on that uh uh bradley, bradley whitford and um matthew perry, matthew perry. okay and, all right and I got, uh, for a reason i got that confused with Studio or uh, Thirty Rock. Well, because they started at the same time, and everybody ah. thought Thirty Rock would flame out, and this was going to. And and oh. I will say, based on the pilots, the pilot for Studio Sixty, one of the best pilots oh, I've ever absolutely. seen in my life. Yeah. It was that ju- Judd Hirsch opening. Yeah, or whatever. and I was just like, I am in, and like the pilots would kept me in for as long as I did, and then by the time I decided I hated it, uh, I was like, <laughs> that, I, I hate watched it. I couldn't <laughs> that part in the pilot where like Timothy Bushfield's the director and the and the standards and practices guy yeah. is like you know. Cut it like like cut commercial. He's like wait wait and like he, like Judd Hirsch is going on just this. like going at it. The, Judd and, and the, the entire time you hear like Judd Hirsch just like freaking like going crazy <laughs> yeah. on television. And it, I mean it's a power po- powerful yeah. scene. And but I think what it comes down to is that Aaron Sorkin is drawn to characters that are assholes. Yeah, but the smartest guy in the room and right. And and I think that's because Aaron Sorkin is probably an asshole who's typically the smartest guy in the room, yeah, and he certainly right. likes to think he's right. Yeah. Well, I guess that's um, true. What's with uh, Jeff Daniels from the uh, the newsroom? Newsroom, exact same way. Yeah. And then that was Matthew Perry's character in in Studio Sixty. Who and, was and, it on, let, let's on just the West go Wing? I, I uh, you know everybody, what? <laughs> everybody. <laughs> uh, but Social Network, Mark Zuckerberg. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you look at a few Moneyball, go- Moneyball, Few Good Men. What is Few Good Men? It is two assholes. <laughs> <laughs> who are both right? Yeah. He, had, he had everything he wanted. They're everything both, he wanted. In that I'm movie. trying to think of who the asshole would be. I think maybe that's one of the reasons why West Wing is so good. Not, not the characters were really assholes, right? They were idealistic, but they weren't assholes, right? And and it, and and I think that's why it's easier to deal with the, his level of intensity I mean, on dialogue like, is because the stakes are really high. Bartlett when you're in the White is House. like the perfect president for like anybody. Like he's like 
idealistic to the point where like it's hard to disagree with him on almost anything yeah. and it would never work in real life he but was, that's why it worked he in was TV. clinton without the baggage yeah yeah, yeah that's he a good was point clinton without the libido i never thought about that that's a, that's yeah. a very good yeah without the libido and with ms <laughs> yeah eventually yeah but um but i and i think that that's what drew him to this movie is is i think and i and i think and ultimately what might have happened here, and this might be some of my disconnect with the film a little bit, even though I will say it's a good movie. Like, I don't think it's a bad movie. It's a good-looking movie? It, yeah, and it's interesting because each section is shot on a different type of film stock. Interesting. Yeah, so, it's as so you progress, cool. It's yeah. in the film grain. And, so, like, oh, as the technology cool. gets better, so does the technology the to shoot the movie on. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Which That's is kind of a cool. subtle yeah. but clever. Yeah. And um, But that uh, I think Aaron Sorkin wrote what he thinks is a love letter to Steve Jobs. And okay. I think Danny Boyle and Michael Fassbender made a different movie. And so oh. you have this you have this core of like Steve Jobs was a dick, but he was right, and so you gotta deal with that because when you're dealing with visionaries like us <laughs> Right, right. This is what you're I can totally <laughs> see that being and, Aaron Sorkin. Right, too. yeah. yeah. And, and that and then I think that that uh that Danny Boyle and Michael Fassbender went a different direction with how they they, well, this guy's an egomaniac. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. so you he might have been right, but he was also just but, doing yeah, dick. you know. And and it's like there's a line towards the end where Seth Rogen is like, "It's not binary. I like also, you you can you can be a visionary and a decent human being." Yeah, that I was, think Danny, there was some good writing. There were some, with there those, were some those great those lines amazing, in the yeah. movie. Yeah, Danny Boyle always kind of like Danny Boyle and older guy Richie. Kind of, I kind of think of them as like punk rock, where they were just kind of going against the grain and they were just doing their own thing. So like when you hear uh, uh, that he's going to tackle something that is like big business, right? It's like maybe he is going to put like like you're saying like maybe he is going to put a different spin. Like it's not going to be a love. Danny letter. Boyle is, I feel like one of the most underappreciated directors in I Hollywood. Agree. Like I feel like that's a guy who can take just about any genre yeah. and makes. Do, I mean, he has a modern day Howard Hawks. Well, yeah. Really? Well, like <laughs> have, have any of you seen Millions? No, he was no, a kids. It was a kids movie he did uh, probably about a decade ago, and it's awesome. I mean, it's a great film, and it's it's targeted towards kids, but it's a great film for adults to watch too. It's about like um, it's during the currency exchange from when Europe's switching over to to euros, and uh, a bag full of British pounds uh, get thrown off a train into this kid's little tent area he has set up off these train tracks and he finds and, and uh his he battles with his family on uh, like they want to spend it but he just wants to give it away he's like a pure-hearted little kid or whatever yeah and it's so well done and i'm like it's amazing to me that he can do something that's so um heartfelt and almost a little sappy but then at the same time do 28 days later and train spotting sunshine and, and yeah sunshine, which like, i think is a great movie oh, Sunshine's falls fantastic a, falls apart a little bit at the end gets it's a little but one of the best looking movies but it's a great seen, movie yeah. and but that the setup the first hour of that movie's amazing oh yeah when they announced chris evans as captain america i was like oh bull and then i saw <laughs> sunshine i was like you're like oh, okay all right yeah. yeah now that movie is a lot of his stuff is underrated but I even if he doesn't do something that's great, it's usually at least good. Right. He doesn't cool. have a lot of flops. Yeah. Or a lot of who, stinkers. Out of who is the cinematographer on this? Does it say? Um, let's see. Your cinematographer was Alwyn H. Cook. It's a German. Cook, okay. Cooler. Well, Cooler? was wasn't wasn't his cinematographer the guy who went on to do Ex Machina? Isn't that right? Weren't they? Weren't they? They would go hand in hand. Danny for a Boyle while. would work with the same guy. Yeah, I, th- oh, I think I'm not so. Sure. Oh, geez, I don't know. I think um, that's right, but. I yeah, like I think he did the cinematography for like 28 Days Later, and 
Uh, Let me see. 28 Days Later, the cinematographer was Anthony Dodd-Mantle. And he also did the cinematography on Trance, 127 Hours, Slumdog Millionaire, Millions. Did I say 28 Days Later? Yeah. Yeah, that's those are the ones he okay. worked on. But um, I, th- I thought the guy that did Ex Machina was somehow in the Danny I Boyle don't, camp. Yeah, I don't see his filmography. I don't see Ex Machina on okay. there anywhere. Okay. So, but anyway, yeah, uh, this is a great looking movie. It is just so fascinating because uh, to see the behind the scenes, you know, because we know that Apple is this incredible company. Obviously, they have more money than anyone right now. Sure. Uh, they've created products that have changed our lives with how many people have iPhones, iPads, you know iPods obviously were revolutionary in music. Man, so so we, I had a 160 gig iPod and it got stolen and then they discontinued it. And then you it. can't buy that anymore. And it's like then 600 bucks. And I was like, oh. everyone wants the big just music iPods That's all I now. wanted, yeah. Um, because they had like actual huge hard drives. Correct. But you know, the thing is we all know Apple and it's, it's a all part cloud-based of, now, Kevin. Yeah. We if all you know. pay 10 bucks a month, yeah. yeah. We all we all know Apple, but we don't know how they got to where they are. And you know, we see these these different points in Steve Lob, Jobs' life, and uh, I just thought it was fascinating. And you know, when you're in three conference rooms or whatever you want to call it before presentations, like you wouldn't think that's the most interesting thing, right? Okay, there's going to be some tech presentations. Yeah. How are we going to watch two hours of three different tech presentations? But the way it's written by Sorkin, the way it's portrayed by Fassbender, yeah. his acting, Michael Fassbender, he I think, amazing. is one of the greatest actors yeah. of our generation. I cannot agree more. Love that guy. He is an, an incredible actor. and uh, his, Giant wiener, his, apparently. Well, if, what was that? Was that well, shame. What does that Steve, have to do with Steve, Steve McQueen? What was the, the what shame? Was, shame, yeah. 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 That Ooh, considered so, big then? I think so. <laughs> so, so I mean, I don't know. I'm just no. I didn't realize that. <laughs> he was doesn't big. have so one. I, you know. So yeah. I'm just yeah. I don't know. It's been married. That's gone. <laughs> fell off. So anyway, great actor Michael Fassbender. <laughs> uh, but his performance is great. He talks like Steve Jobs. He has you know, a lot lighter voice, you know, and it, it did sound like him. He did carry himself with the body language. I, I thought it was just fantastic. So the acting's great. The writing's great. Really interesting story. So the first the first time period is the um, eighty four eighty four, and it's the Macintosh launch, and we see how that en- they end up. It ends up working out. So it says hello or whatever, you know. Yeah. Well, uh, they and they but they cheat. They, they they do cheat. They use a computer with use, higher memory. They use the next generation computer uh, that isn't shipping for like a year. But they're like, it will ship, and and all we're doing is having it say hello. So they yeah. So they kind of figured out how to make it work. Andy did because Steve Jobs another. Move, Steve Jobs threatened Andy because he goes, I am going to thank every single member of the Macintosh team. I'm going to say visuals by this person, motherboard this person, this design by this person, and the hello demo that just failed by Andy Hertzfeld. Yeah. And so he's like, fix it. Oh, good Lord. So he threatened to basically in front of all this is this was a shareholders tech meeting and all the journalists were there. And he threatened to basically call him out and say, yeah, everything was great. The thing that didn't he's work. He's the guy from Whiplash. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> what do you mean? Uh, oh, oh, oh. Yeah. He's the J.K. Simmons. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. So, so he threatened him, and that's when he figured out, well, we use the higher memory or whatever. So I think what that shows, I mean, so Steve Jobs was a jerk in that way, but look, his methods got things done. <laughs> there I think are certain that's type of leaders in the world. There are leaders who lead by example, and there are leaders who lead by I, threats. Yeah. By and fear. I'm not saying yeah. it's fear, good or yeah. bad. I'm not saying it's right or wrong, but that's who Steve Jobs was, and that's what this movie shows. Because guess what? It said hello in the end, didn't right, it? Right. He was a huge... He was not a nice person. It said hello. Apple made well. Then the Macintosh failed, so it wasn't that wasn't a good example. <laughs> but, but the thing said hello because he wanted it to say hello, and he wasn't going to put up with any other excuses. 
So that's who Steve Jobs was. And I thought what was so fascinating, because I have heard of the company next, Steve Jobs, uh, they basically, he got fired. He called a shareholders meeting and uh, because the, the Macintosh was failing and the guy that came from Pepsi was the C, like the, that's John, he was the CEO. He yeah. was the CEO of yeah. Pepsi. He, he came on board Scully. to Apple, John Scully. And Jobs is the one that wanted Scully to come lead the company. Yeah, so he, he lured him in. He got him hired, but then, you know, they kind of had their differences and John Scully said, you do not want to call this meeting because Steve Jobs is basically like, I'm, I'm sick of this crap, everything, call the meeting for the board members. Um, and he, he's like, Scully's like, they want you out. And he's like, call the meeting. So he calls the meeting kind of behind Scully's back. They all show up and Scully goes, okay, I will step down. But, uh, what did he say? It's basically it came down to him or me. Right. He's, he's, he's like, like, he's, he's like, like, I will step down if you want me to, and you can have Steve lead. Let's have the vote. And they all voted uh, unanimously to have Steve leave. So John Scully said he would step down if they wanted. No one wanted it. So he got kicked out of his own company. So anyway, fast forward a couple of years, whatever, he starts this company next. And it was supposed to be a computer to compete with Macintosh and the Apple II and all that. And it basically was called the square the cube was it, it was or called, yeah i think they were the called black the cube. box yeah. yeah so it's the black box it was supposed to be sold to schools this thing cost 1500 or what no, was I it? they said like this thing it, it all added up like you could buy the computer for 3000 but then these peripherals were 2000 this was but to really make it printer. do anything right. you had to spend twelve thousand dollars so in what 1988 in 1988 they expected a school to buy individual <laughs> computers at twelve thousand each yeah and so but this is the thing this is what's so fascinating Steve Jobs knew that would never fly. So why was he investing all of his money into building this $12,000 machine no one would buy? He was building a computer that did exactly what the next generation Apple computer needed to do. And he Uh. held all the patents, all the technology. So he just built a, a company that Apple would be forced to buy. Interesting. Gee, I mean, what a fascinating concept. Yeah, he, that's, he, that's... he never expected Next to work. And so even at the demo, what they were showing, the demo, you, we come to find out. And again, you should see this movie. It's just fascinating. But he was he was he uh, he just built a demo with features that he knew Apple would want to buy and have to have in their next computer. Okay. So the computer did not do anything on its own so except He didn't give a crap a about the computer. He did. But he knew that yeah. if, if Apple saw they what would, that computer did, they, they would, would buy, buy it. his company. So they... Interesting. So the demo went well you know it did what they wanted and then fast forward a couple of years uh, they actually started selling these twelve thousand dollar computers <laughs> but no one bought them but he knew they wouldn't right so they're like next is doing terrible selling no computers and the next thing they say apple buys next and steve jobs came along with that package if you want to buy next you buy it i for come back with millions it. whatever i run apple so then they fast forward to part three, and that is right before the iMac launch. And, and Apple was going to file bankruptcy. That company was going to collapse. And then their saving grace was after Steve Jobs came back, and they invented the iMac. And then after that was the iPod, and we don't see as much of that. But it, it all and, revolves around the iMac. And Jonathan Ives probably has more, should give more credit for the iMac than anybody else. I mean... The, People bought it because of the way it looked. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, but, and, and, and so, Ives is basically the guy who is guide it the entire product since basically the right. iMac in, in looks and let's be honest most people buy Macs for their looks not, right right yeah so not for anything else so exactly so that's the thing is that Steve Jobs didn't design the Mac and he didn't screw in you know the screws to the back of it and design the case and make the molds right but but Steve Jobs 
told people to do the he he found people like Ives he found people like Wozniak and uh, there's an amazing amazing again by Sorkin this this amazing scene which I can't remember if it's in the first segment or the second segment I think it was the second one right before the next demo that they did and Wozniak comes to see next all his old Apple colleagues actually come to are invited to go see the next launch which yeah. you know he was like why are you guys here but they all still wanted to kind of support him and uh, Wozniak was like I, I don't get it. You know, I'm paraphrasing, of course, but Wozniak's like, I don't get it. What do you do? I still don't know what you do, Steve. <laughs> I don't get it. He's like, I, I invented the Apple IIe. I invented the board. I made the computer work. Um, but, but, but why doesn't your daughter know my name? Because in an earlier scene, Lisa, his daughter, you right. know, it sees him and he's like, Hey, it's Steve. How's it going? And she's like, I'm sorry. I don't remember you. And so he says, why doesn't your daughter know my name? But everybody in the news and the press, everybody knows Steve Jobs. Why is that? And uh, I don't get what you do. And Steve Jobs says, you know, I had, I had the same conversation about a conductor in an orchestra. You know, what does a conductor do? Uh, what does a conductor do that a metronome can't do? And then so when Wozniak asked that question, he's like, I play the orchestra. He's like, I am the conductor. You know, what does the conductor do? Yeah. He plays the orchestra. So right, you know, obviously right. it's amazing with Sorkin's writing and I paraphrase, but it was so powerful. I'm like, that's awesome. He tells, interesting. He tells that whole scene with, you know, and he's like, he's like, Steve, what do you do? I play the orchestra. Yeah. That's what he does. He, about, I mean, that he, makes sense. He, he plays the people that create the design, that create the motherboards, that create the software. He is the conductor playing the orchestra. And then that symphony is amazing. Right. Right. So right. it's it just like that kind of yeah. writing. He's and, a project manager. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, he, he, can, he can gussy it up all he wants. Right, he's right, project right. Exactly. Yeah. He's not doing the work, but he's managing it. And as, mu- and as much as you may hate his methods, not agree with them, they may not be always ethical. Um, we know a lot of things that Apple has done. You know, how about like child labor in China making, who sure. makes these iPods or whatever, but people still buy them up, you know? So even though all that happens, whether you agree with it or not, at the end of the day, Apple has more cash on hand than any company in the world. Yeah, no, it's So true. like, you know what I mean? The results, I'm not saying they did it fair. I'm not saying I do or do not agree with it. But at the end of the day, Steve Jobs douchebaggery and, <laughs> and his vision for accepting nothing less than did success they, and winning did got they them there. coincide this release of the movie with any Apple product? No, all no, the stuff that, launched okay. a few weeks that's ago. That was the yeah, Apple yeah. C- iPhone 6? Yeah, 6S, 6S and the uh, watch and all that launched you know, before. Okay. So. Right. I thought that was a, uh, was a miss or missed opportunity. You more like, you're like, you need any more money. <laughs> right, I mean, yeah. Like, yeah. I, I just thought it was fascinating. And for, for uh, three different, basically, segments of people just talking before a press conference for a technology release. Right. Like, again, on paper, that sounds terrible. I found it fascinating. Yeah, I, I, like I said, I was certainly intrigued. I just found Jobs himself to be such an exhausting personality. Yeah, for sure. That it was it it got difficult to sit through at times just because I just needed a break from yeah. the dude. He's yeah. the main character, and yeah. you really don't like him. And he's on screen one hundred percent of the time. Yeah. And and this could and the other thing I thought found interesting is that this could and it really kind of shows Aaron Sorkin's roots is that um this could easily easily a stage play oh really yeah it, oh it, it oh, almost, I guess you said it's like one it's like one it, scene one, yeah, one it, room yeah i mean there oh, yeah. are a couple flashbacks but those could be uh, scene know, changes those could be like scene changes or just it you know incorporated into the dialogue yeah. very easily this is right? all dialogue it easily yeah. could be a, i mean a stage honestly play. not only could be a stage play it could be a radio play 
Yeah. Oh, like, really? I mean, you don't even need to look at it. Not not saying it doesn't look good, yeah, well, yeah. but but that you don't need to look at it. It's so talky, and they're talking so fast that if they talked at a normal pace, this probably would be a three-hour film. Yeah, uh, it's definitely one of those rapid fire. Everybody's talking. It it maybe not they're double speed, deadlines. but it's all deadline yeah. talk. So you know, instead of talking like this, everybody's talking like this. Like, and so if you. You know, a couple it clicks faster. Reminds than, me of Moonlighting. They used to talk about how much dialogue was in a Moonlighting script mm, back in the day. That yeah. it was like their scripts were twice as long as any other hour-long program mm. on television because that was an hour. That was yeah. a long show. Yeah, because right. so much of their dialogue overlapped, and so you you would have to write all these pieces, and then you would you would intertwine them. And so even though it was still taking place w- within an hour. <laughs> you, you had, had to like write an hour and a half worth of show, right? Right. So it kind of reminded me of that. But yeah, interesting. But uh, but yeah, it's certainly not a bad movie. I just don't think I liked it as much as Kevin, just because I could not stand Steve, Steve Jobs. Jobs. Yeah, I could definitely see where that. Like for me, if if your main if the main character is a <laughs> and there's nothing to attract me to that main character, yeah. I don't care. Especially when by the by you know by the. And I want almost, you to fail almost I instantly. I didn't like his managerial style. I didn't think it's a good managerial style. And and I also like because. Because of the way the movie portrays him, I question even what he did. So I didn't even have like as a film goer, I didn't even have like, but he's really good, right? You know, right. like like oh, he might be a jerk. You know, Mark Zuckerberg's a jerk, but like you can't argue with the results. And like I can't argue with the results of Apple, but I but based on this film, I feel like I can argue with how much control he truly had over it. Yeah, you know, like it just I I don't know, you know. And this movie certainly didn't show me. Hmm. Interesting. So. For whatever that's worth. Yeah. yeah. So there you go. Uh, I guess that's jobs. That's jobs. Yeah. Steve we Jobs. Steve, we just gave you a job. Steve Jobs. What? Uh-huh. Huh? No, we didn't. No, nope. we don't do that. Nope. Creepy Joe might. Nope. <laughs> I have to draw a line somewhere. Well, we got a couple beers in you. <laughs> uh, I'd be bad. Yeah. Yeah. Then it's then back on the back on the table. Yeah, but so for two years, that's bad. Man, news. Your, <laughs> your tolerance must be like a drop in it your be, yeah, I don't know. crazy town. <laughs> so, uh, but anyway, so uh, next week, I don't know what we're gonna do. The big movies are uh, burnt, which is oh, that's the, the Bradley Cooper cooking movie, cooking movie, <laughs> Gordon Ramsay biopic. It actually looks really pretty good. Well, it does look kind of good. I've yeah, he's good. like he's a yeah. he's a for, he's a like a high end chef. He's like a high end chef. That chef falls into alcoholism and now he's he's, he's been trying sober to... and he's coming back. Oh, it's not a Gordon Ramsay no, biopic. No, no, okay, no, I'm no. like, oh, um, no. and there's that, and then our brand is Crisis, the Sandra Bullock movie where she plays Mary Madeline, <laughs> oh. Madeline, whatever. Uh, <laughs> uh, and then uh, the, you know the movie I'm interested in is called Room. And it's about, oh, uh, about is that the, the abducted girl and her yeah. child that are raped that, the, with um, Brie Larson. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's good. yeah, yeah. So we'll have to see. I read the book. The book was really good. I'll check that out. I, I I've been hearing people say that Brie Larson will probably be in uh, Oscar talks ah. because of. Uh, I guess we're getting we're, we're, we're getting there. That. We're starting to creep yeah, up, starting on, Oscar to creep up on Oscar season. We're starting to get out of like. Intended for Oscar, but not good enough season <laughs> right, to right, actual right. Oscar right. season. So you never know. So um, I guess let's go around the table and everybody can say where to find them. I'm Blake Fail. You can find me at uh, Epic Fail, F-E-H-L, on Twitter. Yeah. Had a Did little... you get a new Twitter or something? Now he's <laughs> got a couple I years had, in I had an yeah. Epic Fail. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this is Joe. You can also follow me on the Twitter at Joey Butts, B-U-T-T-S, 21. I'm Kevin Brackett. Follow me on Twitter at Kevin R. Brackett. And I am Tom O'Keefe. You can follow me on Twitter at Roger Kubert or on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Tom O'Keefe. Don't forget, if you would like to continue the conversation online, uh, you can find us at Facebook.com slash Real Spoilers, or you can email us at Real Spoilers at ReviewSTL.com or on Twitter at 
Real spoilers. And that's real with two E's. You probably know that by now. But Hopefully. just in case you don't. Uh, or in case you're dumb. Right. <laughs> Which would explain why you like the show. <laughs> so, uh, don't forget, uh, we're available on the iTunes. Could I interest you in a subscription? <laughs> I know we talk about it all the time, but it's uh, it's free. It's not like one of those magazine subscriptions that they sell door-to-door, and you're wondering if you're ever really going to see that copy. I was weekly. addicted to drugs and alcohol. <laughs> Precisely. <laughs> but and, that's only until the end of the month, right? So, they need to subscribe now yeah yeah this yeah, deal for, is uh, for a limited time landing. only yeah <laughs> so uh you need to go to the itunes and subscribe to us and leave a rating and a review while you're there it really does help us and we appreciate it and join our league of show sharers share it with a friend that helps us tremendously and it gets the word out maybe it picks us up a couple extra listeners and it makes it worth our while we're not getting paid in money so you could at least pay us by stroking our ego <laughs> we'd appreciate it yes and if you want to throw in a little extra stroking yeah i'm married well, you know, Creepy Joe. <laughs> oh. so, no, Creepy Joe's married <laughs> yeah. to Creepy Mrs. Joe. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Mrs. Creepy Joe? Yeah. Where does the creepy go? Uh, that? Creepy it doesn't Mrs. go anywhere. Joe. It doesn't go anywhere. I'm just going <laughs> to... I'm really glad she doesn't listen. <laughs> yeah, that's probably for the best. Yeah. I hope my ex-wife's attorney doesn't listen. <laughs> so, nah, I don't give a shit. Is there a statute of limitations? <laughs> what do I care? Yeah. That... Point to the thing I said that's not true. So, <laughs> so, uh, so I believe that's it for this week. And uh, we don't know what we're going to do next week, but why is that unusual? It's, we yeah, got, it's no different we gave you some else. options. Who knows? I know what we'll do next to box office report. Hey! How about that? So, so uh, thanks for listening. And uh, until next time, Vernon has to become a migrant hobo. <laughs> Just step right in. I got things to invent. I'm an innovator, baby. Kiss the world. Fortune 500 for you. Kiss the girl. I'm a pink. You're a nerd. I'm slick. You're cheesy. Beating you is apple too easy. I make the product that the artist chooses and the gooey that Melinda uses. I need to bring up some basic. Why'd you name your company after your blowjobs? You ever get rich with your secondhand jeans and your turtleneck? I'll turn a hole in the middle of your bony head with your own little spit of brick ball at that. Can't be. You got given up at birth. I give away your net worth to AIDS research. So they know your little toys and I still crush that. iPhone, iPad, iPhone, I smack. A man uses the machines you build to sit down and pay his taxes. A man uses the machines I build to listen to the Beatles while he relaxes. Well, Steve, you steal all the credit for work that other people do. Did your fat beard Wozniak write these raps for you, too? Ooh, everybody knows Windows bit off Apple. I triple the profits on a PC. All the people with the power to create use an Apple. And people with jobs use PC. You know, I bet they made this beat on an Apple. Nope, Foody Loops, PC. You will never, ever catch a virus on an Apple. Well, you can still afford a doctor if you bought a PC. Let's talk about doctors. I've seen a few because I got a PC, but it wasn't from you. I built a legacy, son. You can never stop it. Now, excuse me while I turn heaven a profit. Fine, would be like that? Die then. The whole world loves you, but you are my friend. I'm alone now with nothing but power and time. And no one on earth you can challenge my mind. I'm a boss. I own DOS. Your future is my design. I'm a god. Own Xbox. Now there's no one to stop me. The world is mine. Before Shopify, were you wondering, where my sales at? Now you're selling with Shopify, the global commerce platform supercharging your selling. You have no problem selling online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Gary, easy on the cha-ching. <clears throat> oh, sorry, but my Shopify sales are through the roof. Start selling with Shopify today and discover how millions of businesses around the world use Shopify to ignite their selling. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. Shopify.com slash listen. I'm afraid I can't let you do that. Take a look at your history. Everything you built leads up to me.